Welcome back to the Relax My Dog podcast. My name is Claire. And my name's Leah. And we are from the Relax My Dog podcast, so we talk about all things dog. Now, before we start, we need to share with everybody, I think, that our YouTube channel just hit 1 million subscribers. It is insane. I actually can't. I think the thought of one million people is just is a crazy number. Mad, isn't it? And, and it, like, I remember um, I was looking at the, the social blade um, the day that it went to because I think we were like at nine something. And I was just, I just had it up on my on my like, iPad while I was working, and I saw it go to one million. I actually oh, <laughs> really? I was, oh, that's so uh, good. What it? And I was just like, oh my god. And we're actually already up to like one point two. Like, oh my God. Wow, that is crazy. So good. And to everybody listening, and if you subscribe to our Relax My Dog YouTube channel, thank you so much. That's like such a milestone for us. Like, wow. Literally amazing. Thank you. And look, well, we also do Relax My Cat as well, and that's at nearly 700,000. So I don't think that's going to be too long until we hit a million on that one, too. So. No, definitely not. Yeah, thanks everybody. That's really amazing. And um, it's all very exciting, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, literally. I think you know our podcast is pretty popular, but I don't. I think we're a long way from uh, one million. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, we are going to be talking about something a little bit different this week. We're going to be talking about what you should do with your dog before you take them on a plane. Now the weather's getting a bit nicer. It's coming up to Easter. You might be thinking about going on holiday somewhere. I'm wondering if you can take your dog on a plane. So Lee and I this week are going to tell you um, the things you need to know before taking the dog on a plane. Have you ever taken a dog on a plane? Is mine ever? I've no, I've never, and I've actually never seen a dog on a flight either. Maybe I'm not super observant. I'm sure there has been at some point, but no, I've never had the privilege of having that. Because imagine you get given your seat, and the next year there's a dog like that would just keep me entertained the whole flight, whether it was a long one or a short one. Would be um, the best flight ever. <laughs> literally, literally, it was so nice um i did see so i went to um i've been back and forth to abu dhabi a few times my mum and dad used to live out there um, yes. and i have my fair share of falcons on um on flights <laughs> oh really yeah yeah like not not in my sort of you know in the coach area but like going into like business and first class um sort of the the royalty of, of abu dhabi like the emirati they sometimes have like these sort of and not not falcons they're really small like uh, birds, of, birds of prey but i've seen a couple of them which is kind of exciting wow that is really cool have you ever been that... to like dubai pardon you haven't been to like dubai or anywhere no i've been um on like a connecting flight where i went to the airport but i've never mm-hmm. i've never sort of stepped out um before oh, now so it's, it's a i i thought i think people should go at least once in their lifetime like it is an experience like i saw a gold-plated like SUV, and there's a guy that's like driving around, and he had a snake just hanging out the window. <laughs> what? Like a python, like huge thing. It's like, is this place even real? Like, oh my gosh! <laughs> it's crazy that there are places actually like that in the world. Really, yeah, I, I would definitely like to go. Um, mm. Just like you to say, go. just just mm. to experience it. Yeah, it is very hot, so don't try not to go in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back onto back onto the subject. Sorry, so waylaid there um yes so i've never taken an animal on a plane but um nowadays you can actually um so first of all can dogs 
fly on a plane. Well, different airline policies have um, different airline have quite different policies when it comes to flying with a dog. And in the wake of the thing we shan't mention because you can get demonetized for saying the saying that even now, um, the uh, the big bad that happened a few years ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> These rules are ever changing. Before boarding a flight, it's crucial that you call or get in touch with your airline to explain that you're traveling with a dog. Ringing up the airline will also let you ask specific questions about its pet policy and help you understand what to expect from the experience. Um, now, the big caveat here is that most airlines have a limit on how many pets they will allow on each flight. So it really is a first come, first serve kind of thing, especially now in the wake of um the illness airlines can be stricter in their requirements on how to fly with a dog now it also size it does matter in this one so when flying with the dog the main factor is the size of your pet typically obviously smaller dogs um under 20 pounds can fit in a carrier underneath the seat in front of you uh, which means that they get to fly in the main cabin but if your pup is um, if your pup is on the smaller side you can think of it as sort of like your carry-on item. While some travellers choose to buy their pet the seat next to them on a flight, um, it's usually standard airline policy that any dog heavier than what can fit in a carry-on. Um, obviously, usually those above £20 rides either as excess luggage in the cargo hold or as cargo in the hold below. But we saw, like Claire said, to confirm with the airline as, um, as of right now, um, some airlines um, are allowing dogs to ride in the cargo hold because of concerns related to the thing that we don't talk about. So it is definitely really important just to to check up with the airline that you're flying with just to make sure that you are OK to take uh, your dog on there. Yeah, I think even now, um, you know, we're sort of very post sort of C-19, but there still are quite a few uh, regulations put in like, um, when it comes to stuff like that, like my mom, my dad, sorry, uh, travelled to Abu Dhabi last year in November, and so obviously we're still very post, but um, you still have to like, you know, wear masks and stuff, and there's still certain things you kind of can't do. So it, it, especially when it is, comes to things relating to that, um, it is best just to just to check really. Yeah, I think for your peace of mind as well that you know that you are doing everything okay, and imagine you get there on the day and then all of a sudden you're not allowed or you just want to keep clued up because you don't want to have to not be able to fly because your dog can't come with you yeah I mean that would be really poor planning wouldn't it <laughs> yeah well yeah that is true so next is doggy destinations so when gauging where uh, in an airplane your pup might fly consider your destination even small dogs that usually fly as carry-ons in the main cabin may be required to stay in the cargo hold for international flights um some airlines such as delta airlines for instance restrict dogs in the cabin on flights to countries including Australia, Barbados, Dubai, Hong Kong, Jamaica, New Zealand, South Africa, and the United Kingdom, and the UAE. So obviously this is from America. Um, I'm guessing it's just for long-haul flights. Um, they don't always want dogs in there because I don't, I don't really know. Like It's just it's a long time for a dog to be in a place that where there's lots of um, things that can spook them. There's lots of noisy smells. Yeah. Um, with the cargo it's probably a lot more quieter and it's like it tends to keep it nice and warm as well so it's probably going to be a lot less stressful for them in the cargo if it's a long haul flight yeah that is true it's important to think about what you think your dog would appreciate as well with all the the dings and all of the people mm -hmm. as well it could be quite stressful for a dog i think um yeah. yeah that is true i'd probably say as well to do like a short flight before you do the long one so i feel like for mm -hmm. some dogs like milo i think i'd want to see how we'd react um 
beforehand before I, I put plun make, make the plunge and do a any sort of long haul flight. Mm. Uh, now, strangely, I was a bit shocked by this one, but the dog's breed is also a consideration for some airlines as well. So it's important that you do your research regarding your preferred airline and the breed it restricts. Um, mm. Some airlines even have policies um, barring snub-nosed breeds like pugs and Frenchies from flying, which um, is a little bit bizarre, but the small snouts on these short-nosed dogs make them more susceptible to injuries maybe. Mm. So that could be a reason as to why an airline might sort of say that this dog isn't maybe allowed um in general though a lot of breeds um may fare better on the train or on a road trip with their human best friend as opposed to um maybe on a plane so again there's the the pugs the bulldogs english toy spaniel um just to name a few of the shih tzus on there as well so maybe just do a bit of research into into how your dog will bode well um on a flight airlines may also restrict certain dogs entirely and um, that's especially true for bully breeds, uh, such as pit bulls. Um, according to professional pet shipping company, um, Pet Air Carrier, which you might want to do a bit of research on, um, mm. are among the carriers that have banned pit bulls. So again, it's just one of those things, that if you have a certain dog breed or um, you just want to make sure that everything's A-OK, just do your research into your own dog breed and the airline and just make sure you're you're fully up to scratch with um with whether your dog's allowed to go on yeah i think with the snub nose ones i think it might also be um because there's more susceptible so i struggle with that word um to injury but also they can have like breathing difficulties and obviously if you go yeah. into a pressurized container and it just might be the kind of thing that's like triggers some sort of effect in them or maybe even causes them more pain when it comes to like the depressed like depressurization and stuff like that so yeah in some way because um, you know you want to be able to like have a dog that's going to be able to breathe okay and not have um the inclination to be injured or get sick because you don't want that do you really <laughs> yeah that's true um, so a pass for service dogs, of course, there is a completely different set of rules when flying with an emotional support or service animal. Um, while guidelines different from one airline to the next, it's generally allowed fully trained service dogs to fly in the main cabin at no extra charge. So both service animals and emotional support animals may require proof of their training and certification. And you can find all that kind of information out on, online. Um, and it's sometimes um tends to be sort of needing for like about 48 hours before the flight so it can be checked and made sure that they're legitimate and stuff as well as proof of vaccinations because obviously if you're taking them to another country another part you want to make sure they're vaccinated and safe to be in there in the case of an emotional support animals you may know, also need a letter written by a medical professional um, and some airlines some airlines um only service animals qualify for free in cabin travel which is quite good because if you've got a You've got a dog that you need to have with you and you can't afford to get it a ticket it's quite good that you can get it free which is um yeah that's nice but if you do have a service dog and you are going to be taking them on your flight obviously you need to check this 100 percent like over and over again just to make sure that they are allowed to go on there and that you've got all their um all their documentation vaccines and all that because just one thing that you forget could screw you screw you really couldn't it which is which is, it would be a real shame yeah, that's true. It's almost like a doggy passport, almost just making sure that yeah. they've had all the vaccinations. I like you say, just to make sure that the the dog has everything it needs, and also just for your peace of mind as well, so you can be as organised as you possibly can um, mm. when going onto the flight. Yeah. Um. Now, are there any health risks for dogs when flying? Like Claire mentioned about 
uh, the pressure and the plane that might be something that is in the back of your head there's a bit of a concern um so no form of transportation is entirely risk free as anyone who's experienced in flight earaches knows all too well uh, there are obviously health risks involved with both humans and dogs the difference is that your four-legged friend can't tell you he's not interested in flying um the friendly skies which is one thing that i sort of thought about the fact that you can't mm-hmm. tell your dog if they experience any sort of pain or um the pressure's getting to them or anything like that you can't it's not like us when you can have a sweet you know to stop your ears from popping you obviously yeah. can't do that with the dog so it's it's that communication that i think is is going to be a struggle with this one mm-hmm. um that's why it's important for pet owners to weigh the pros and the cons before buying a ticket um, so is it cruel to take the dog on a plane? That obviously just depends on your dog. Just like humans, some pets are good travellers and others, uh, while they prefer just to stay at home. If your dog does show any signs of anxiety, such as excessive panting or irrational fear, the minute you board the plane, you may not want to put them through um, a flight ever again. It's just you've got to look at your situation, whether you think um, the dog will be able to deal with that or not. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be really hard to sort of, you know, get onto the flight and see your dog is like really, really distressed and really unhappy. Like how how much would that would break your heart? Like, mm-hmm. talk to them and say, it's okay, you're going to be safe and it's fine and stuff like that. And yeah, they, they can't tell you if they're in pain or if they're stressed or whatever. So yeah, I mean, you've got to really, really know that your dog's going to be okay on a plane. Like, and like, like Leah said just before, like maybe try out a short flight somewhere just to see what your, um, what your dog would be like. Yeah. So speaking of anxiety, which Leah just um, just mentioned, um, when it comes to planning an airplane trip with your pet, there's lots of consideration. It's important to remember that not all dogs are suited for airline travel and the stresses that come with it, especially if they have to ride in cargo. Um, overseas trips and long flights with multiple layovers can be anxiety inducing for both you and your pet. And unfortunately, there have been a few incidents that are pets dying during flights. So it's crucial that you are prepared. Planes can be traumatising for dogs because they're full of loud noises, changes in air pressure and temperature, tons of people and smells that they're not used to, and general discomfort. Throwing the fact that a dog is now, it has limited opportunities to relieve themselves and while flying with a dog is not exactly a walk in the park. Now, I do say that, I mean, I only have a slight um, experience with this in that when my mum and dad came back from the UAE, they brought five cats with them. Um oh. yeah and they were in cargo um but the thing is if you you know if you go through all steps of them going through cargo um because usually the cargo is kept quite cold but if there's animals in there it's kept quite warm and they they do have people that go and check on them periodically so um I think putting them in the cargo might be you know you know quite quite scary because it's quite loud and there's air pressures and stuff but I think it's a lot probably a lot less stressful like I said before about them being in cargo because it's a lot less you know, babies crying, the dings, the noises. Yeah. So actually, I think um, so. One of my mum's cats, Max, is the most chilled out cat you've ever, ever experienced. I, I call him a jacket potato because he's just like a jacket potato in cat form. He's Aww. Just, um, and we, they were told that he was like throughout the whole flight. It's not a very long flight. It's seven, seven, maybe eight hours. Um, he was just like, yeah, cool, webs. <laughs> I'm happy. Oh, I'm really. Yeah, just have that. Have a bit of food, have it, have it of water, and uh, maybe have a little bit of, bit of, uh, you know, a wee or a poo. But um, the other two, the other cats were stressed the whole time. So it's all about, you know, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Blessing though, just like I'm here for here for the ride. I'm up for anything. Like <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready for this flight. Max was like, as long as I get fed, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, bless. That is cute. Yeah. Um. So obviously then looking at injuries and any other issues when it comes to flying with your pets, more and more airlines are adopting policies that prevent pets from flying in cargo areas. So while uh, C-19 plays a big role in the change, it's not the only reason. Any medicated dog on a plane needs constant supervision and that's just not possible if it is stuck in the cargo hold um on top of that cargo holds can potentially lead to more doggy injuries um alternatively if you do fly with your dog in the main cabin of the plane you can guarantee the supervision of your pets at all times um there is also less chance of injury mm -hmm. there i would say that obviously it again depends on your pet and also depends on the size of the pet if the dog obviously isn't allowed on the flight with you as in as in with you in the cabin then they have mm -hmm. to go in the cargo and I feel like that's just something that you're going to have to do I think because we were I mean I wasn't but my parents were wanting to um, take Milo abroad we were going to buy a holiday home oh. and he went and had all of his injections and everything ready to go and then it just I think that's when everything sort of sort of started happening sort of March 2020 time mm -hmm. um so obviously nothing sort of came from it but yeah, they did a bit of research, and I think obviously Milo being a bigger dog and he's not a service dog, he would have to go into the cargo. Um, and I think that would be quite stressful, but it, like I said, it's just something that you'd have to do. You'd have to make sure that they're fully prepared and Milo's yeah. got everything that he could possibly need. And um, and I think he'd probably take it on his stride, to be honest. I think he'd be fine. He is quite an anxious dog, so I imagine he'd probably get a bit anxious. But as soon as we get there, and we mm. go on a walk with him, and I think he'd forget all about it, so... Um, it's just one of those things, isn't it, really? Yeah, it is, yeah. And I, um, I think the, sort of the main vein through all this is that it just depends on what kind of kind of dog or animal you have that you're taking on a plane. Okay, so next we've got temperature regulation. Now, the main health concern for flying with a dog has to do with temperature regulation. While some cargo holds are pressurised and climate controlled, they can still uh, weather extreme temperature ranges. Uh, animals flying in cargo may experience extremely hot or extremely cold temperatures, which can cause them to overheat or come down with hypothermia. Now, I don't really see this as a major problem because, like I said, this is through experience that I have myself. If they, if the the flights know there's animals there, they're not going to put them. They're not going to put them in the main cargo hold because actually a lot of flights, lots of planes have the um, cargo holds, ex especially for pets. So they're not going to be extremely cold. I think what you need to do is to absolutely make sure that you are telling the um, telling the, the airline that you're taking a dog on there because some people will put an animal in there and be like, oh. I forgot to tell the, the pilot or whatever the, mm -hmm. the, the dogs there. Um, but um, and there can be like a um a miscommunication as well. So if you your dog is in the cargo and you're afraid of it getting cold or too hot, just ask the um ask the, the cabin crew and you just to check you could go and check on them and they can and they will because that's what my parents did with the cats. So um that one shouldn't be a huge a huge issue really. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Okay. All right. Well, that is well. This is a, this is going to be a, a, a two-parter because we want to get through all the information because obviously this is something you shouldn't do uh, half-assed. Um, it's oh, mm -hmm. my this isn't something you should um on the fly. Um, so next week we will be doing um, an episode on um how to prepare your dog for being on a flight. Um, these are things that you should just consider beforehand and things to think about. Um, if you are thinking of taking your dog on a flight. So um, we will continue this next week. So thank you so much for joining us this week. Um, and Leo and I will see you for how to prepare your dog for a flight in next week's episode. Bye. Bye.